A familiar face could boost the odds for a Texas bill pushing sports gambling. Neighboring states are cashing in on Texans' bets with none of these potential dollars going to the state of Texas. A former governor joins the effort to make it a reality after several failed attempts. We look at the chances this time around. Some state lawmakers want you to take power away from the city of Austin. The plan to call a statewide vote to put the Texas legislature in control of the capital city. In Texas, even when courts determine a doctor is liable for medical malpractice, patients and the public might never know. Most doctors do not accept that even in a situation of clear malpractice that they've done anything wrong. See how our investigation has lawmakers looking to change the system. Produced from the Capitol in Austin and airing statewide, this is the award-winning State of Texas. Hello, and thank you for joining us. I'm Josh Hinkle. We're getting a better idea of the types of new laws that Texas lawmakers want to try to pass in the next legislative session. The filing period for new bills started Monday. Capitol reporter Jayla Washington looks closer at the process and some themes that could tell us what to expect from the ledge. When we look back at the stories from the past year, Texas politics have been a whirlwind and it's motivated lawmakers to bring forward new or renovated ideas for new laws. This bill directly comes from the tragedy in Uvalde. I was part of an investigative committee and we tracked what, you know, how much Sudafed you buy. Why aren't we at least monitoring when someone is, is amassing uh, weapons. Before every session, we see big events impacting the bills filed. We just had a series of tornadoes and we have some very old equipment in our district trying to get better equipment there. So far, a lot of what we're seeing is related to reproductive rights, school safety, what students are being taught in schools and property taxes. When we look at it, the Democratic issues, probably not going anywhere, but the Republican ones have a good chance but it also depends on what does uh, the governor want? What does Lieutenant Governor Patrick want? What does the Speaker of the House want? Because they really have a lot of power in shaping the agenda and deciding which bills are gonna move forward. It's kind of like opening day of season, you know, you're always optimistic on the, at the beginning and, and you know, but we also know the system is really designed to kill legislation, you know, kill bills. Jayla Washington, State of Texas. More than a thousand bills have already been filed in the past week. That includes a measure to legalize sports betting in Texas. And that effort just got a big new supporting player. Former Governor Rick Perry announced he'll back the effort. Capitol correspondent Monica Madden explores why supporters of the legislation think they could hit the jackpot this time after going bust in previous session. I'm Governor Rick Perry. Texas's former top Republican betting big on the power of his endorsement. Given that Texans are already participating in mobile sports betting, legalization would be a home run for all involved. Perry and other advocates hope the 2023 legislative session will be different this time. Neighboring states are cashing in on Texans' bets. Arguing Texans will be harmed as long as online sports betting is banned. So the illegal market in Texas is $8.7 billion in illegal bets. And of course, these offshore betting sites, there's no safeguards for your private and financial information. Currently, both mobile sports betting and casinos are illegal in Texas, with the exception of three casinos on Native American 
can land. Casino lobbying groups have pushed millions of dollars into the pockets of policymakers in recent years, but that didn't move the needle in the last legislative session. Trying to fit sports betting in there just didn't work last time around. Democratic Senator Carol Alvarado already filing a resolution to let Texas voters decide on the matter. What we saw pre-filed recently could just be the start of that. It may not necessarily be the bill that finally passes, but uh, it shows that, they, that the interest is still there, that this issue isn't going away. A February 2021 poll showed a majority of Texans support allowing gambling in the state, with 41% supporting full casino gambling and 18% supporting it with limitations. Monica Madden, State of Texas. In previous sessions, both Governor Greg Abbott and Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick have been powerful opponents of efforts to legalize casinos and sports betting. But recently, Governor Abbott has signaled more openness toward expanded gambling. Abbott's press secretary told the Houston Chronicle that while the governor is concerned about problems that could be associated with gaming, he would consider a way to create a very professional entertainment option for Texans. Every session, we're used to seeing legislation that aims to limit at the power of local government in Austin. This year's no exception, but there's a twist. One lawmaker wants people around Texas to vote to put Austin under state oversight. Grace Reader shows us how the plan could leave the capital city controlled by the legislature. I think at this stage, as the, the legislature is forming up, I mean, this, this seems like a heavy dose of political theater. The actor in this round of Austin versus the state, North Texas Representative Jared Patterson. The plot, Patterson wants to strip Austin City Council of its power and instead make Austin a district with state oversight. This is a, a statewide issue because decisions that are made in Austin affects folks all around the state. Both candidates for Austin mayor are highly critical of the bill, which pokes at Austin's previous votes to reduce police department funding and become a sanctuary city, among other left-leaning policies. A political science expert says because Austin is a home rule city, the Texas Constitution prevents this type of oversight overhaul from happening. It's essentially, home rule uh, defines municipalities as having their own um, constitution. In most cases, that's the city charter. To deal with that, Patterson is also proposing a change to the Texas Constitution, which he admits is an uphill battle. It would require a two-thirds vote yes from both the Senate and the House. In the House, that would be no short of 100 lawmakers, which means even if every Republican in the House voted yes, they would need roughly 20 of their Democratic counterparts to get on board. And then, of course, that would later go to Texas voters. Just like Washington, D.C. for the United States of America, a capital district really isn't that far-fetched of an idea, um, especially when you're talking about the brain trust of the state uh, leadership. Ultimately, it probably only makes the position that Austin has right now a little bit stronger, right? Because they can say, listen, we need to you know, pass uh, these, these home rule local charter uh, uh, policies to, to push back against the state coming in and sort of saying, you know, we're going to do uh, whatever we want with the, with the capital. Grace Reader, State of Texas. We have some new ways to help you keep track of the biggest stories at the Capitol and beyond. We've launched a new Texas politics newsletter. It's a quick way to catch up on the top stories of the week. And now you can listen to State of Texas with our new weekly podcast. We have links where you can subscribe now. Look for them in the Texas politics section of our website. Risky rides, driving on Texas roads with fake temporary paper plates. Now the state is taking new steps to fight the problem. How special tags and tech could stop potential fraud. 
When courts find Texas doctors liable for medical malpractice, patients may never know about those cases, and it could put you at risk. Doctors still practicing. Our ongoing investigation coming up. A manhunt this week for the driver in a chase that led to the death of a police officer. It happened Monday in Grand Prairie near Dallas. Officer Brandon Side tried to pull over a driver who failed to yield. The officer died in a crash during the ensuing chase. It took days to find the suspected driver in part because the car had a fake paper tag as a license plate. Our investigative reports have revealed how criminals bypass the DMV system and use fake tags to put dangerous cars on the road and even cover up crimes. Now temporary tags in Texas are getting an overhaul. Starting next month, the state says new temporary tags will be more complex and secure than the existing design, which has been linked to fraud nationwide. This follows our ongoing reporting, DMV leaders stepping down and sweeping DMV policy changes. Here's a look at the redesign new security features that can only be created internally by the state's computer system, including embedded data and text linking to law enforcement databases. It also features the expiration date, vehicle year and make, plus the type of tag issued and which dealer issued it. The DMV says licensed dealers will begin issuing the redesigned temporary tags on December 9th. The agency adds the new tag should help police identify counterfeit tags on the road and increase safety during traffic stops. But a Central Texas deputy who's testified about this issue before state lawmakers still has concerns, saying we're still dealing with paper tags that can very easily be manipulated using PDF software, and those tags are being sold illegally. We've been investigating this problem for years. Most recently, we told you how the DMV is now requiring fingerprint background checks for all dealers issuing tags. Catch up on our complete coverage on this special Risky Rides page. Just scan the QR code on your screen. It'll take you to this story in the Texas politics section of our website. In Texas, even when the courts determine a doctor's liable for medical malpractice, patients and the public might never know. But our investigation has lawmakers looking to change the system. Still practicing, coming up. For nearly a year, our team's been looking into doctors with seemingly clean records with the state who actually have a hidden history of disciplinary actions, potentially putting your health and safety at risk. Now investigator Matt Grant reports even when courts determine a doctor's liable for medical malpractice, patients and the public are often still in the dark. That was typical daddy. Big grin. For Carol Ross and daughter Linda, memories are captured in moments, saved. He was a big kid. He was a big kid. In folders of photos. He was the love of my life. Here, I'm still married. This former nurse says her husband should still be alive. How hard was that for both of you oh to hear my that? God. Oh, God, it was horrible. It was horrible for everybody. Roy Ross went into a hospital with an esophagus tear after vomiting blood. He didn't survive. In 2011, two years after Ross's death, his family filed a medical malpractice lawsuit against the hospital and anesthesiologist, alleging his providers failed to intubate him or protect his airway and delayed CPR when Ross began choking on his own blood. Ross suffered severe brain damage and died days later. He was 63. 
I don't know what they should have done, could have done, but they did nothing. When they tell you that there's no hope, what goes through your mind hearing that? Just total despair. I mean, he was my everything. In 2012, a jury found the hospital an anesthesiologist responsible for Ross's death and awarded the family nearly $2 million. It's not common for malpractice lawsuits to go before a jury in Texas, like with the Ross case. We analyzed malpractice suits over the last decade and found 97% of them were settled out of court or handled only by a judge. In the other 3%, it was a jury that made the determination if a physician was at fault. Which state law says is the only scenario when a malpractice case must be made public. Cases involving juries are so rare, we had to travel more than 200 miles to East Texas to find the Ross family and another patient, Billy Pierce. I'm not like I was. No, never will be. In 2014, Pierce had surgery to remove gallstones. According to his lawsuit, he was placed into a medically induced coma for more than a month. Did they tell you that they were putting you into a coma? No. Basically put me under and uh, I woke up about 42 days later. A jury determined the gastroenterologist failed to properly diagnose and finish the surgery and awarded Pierce $43 million. Records show that physician was on probation at the time, with hospital privileges suspended for failing to meet basic standards of care, resulting in a patient's death. The system is set up to protect the doctors. Pierce's lawsuit claimed negligent care and treatment led to his liver transplant and forced retirement. It says the physician has the following malpractice claims. None. Since that doctor was found at fault for malpractice by a jury, it should be on the medical board's website. But we found no record of any lawsuit listed. How do you feel seeing that? I'm angry. I'm very angry. Did you know this? No. Did not. You are kidding me. Ross's widow, unaware the outcome of her lawsuit was also missing. Angry. Again. Again. Makes me feel like I want to throw up. Our investigation identified at least four doctors found liable by a jury for malpractice over the past decade with no record of any judgment on the state's website, including a doctor who failed to diagnose and treat the buildup of fluid in a patient's brain, and another doctor who improperly inserted a breathing tube that dislodged, causing the patient to lose oxygen for more than 30 minutes. Both of those patients died. Malpractice cases that, by law, should be disclosed on the medical board's website, but aren't. Do you think that there should be more transparency when it comes to patients finding out about these medical malpractice lawsuits, especially in cases where doctors are found to have harmed their patients? Look, I mean, the more transparency there is, um, it's absolutely better for patients. But the Texas Medical Board President, Dr. Sharif Zafrin, admits the agency can do better. In response to our reporting, the board says for the upcoming legislative session, it requested $2.5 million to address licensing issues. It would fund more staffing to manage a new physician monitoring section for the agency. And for $2.50 per doctor annually, the funding would also pay for continuous background checks with the National Practitioner Data Bank, instead of relying on doctors to self-report. Right now, medical malpractice lawsuits are self-reported by licensees. And uh, again, that's only as good as the information that we get from our licensees. TMB records show the physicians involved in both these cases are still practicing. The one who treated Pierce was sued again and settled in 2018 following another death. 
Last year, the TMB ordered him to have a medical staff member accompany him when seeing patients. The board's website shows a clean record for the provider in the Ross case. I had all the confidence in the world in the medical system until this happened. That was investigator Matt Grant reporting, certainly an emotional topic for the Ross family. One positive point, his death has inspired his granddaughter to attend nursing school. Here's what she had to say to us. We were not done right by the system, and I still do have a lot of faith in it. I really do. It's just some things need to change. The Texas Medical Board says it will review the four cases we identified, including the Ross case, to see if any meet the public reporting requirements. By the way, we are not naming any physicians or hospitals in this story, instead focusing on problems with the system. We did reach out, though, but either did not hear back or they chose not to comment. It's going to be a long time before Congress even considering doing something again on this. Our team found Texas is not alone when it comes to a lack of transparency in medical malpractice cases. It's affecting patients nationwide. But what's the likelihood lawmakers in Washington will take up this issue in the near future to protect patients? If your doctor was sued for medical malpractice and had to pay up, would you want to know? Our investigation revealed Texas laws designed to prevent you from ever finding out, protecting physicians over patients. Transparency also seems to be off the table for more than a half dozen members of Congress, including leaders on the Senate's Health Committee who refused to talk with us or did not respond about what we've learned is an issue happening in many states around the country. The only person who did speak is a Texas congressman and doctor himself, telling investigator Matt Grant he opposes any change. I actually fail to see the problem that you're talking about. Of course, that is a state issue, not a federal issue. North Texas Republican Congressman Michael Burgess says the decision to disclose medical errors should be left up to the states and says the National Practitioner Data Bank, a confidential clearinghouse of doctor discipline records, should stay sealed to patients. Well, I don't know what purpose that would serve. The data bank was established by Congress in 1986. Under federal law, it's only accessible to hospitals and state medical boards. What Burgess does support, capping how much a jury can award victims of medical malpractice. Should uh, medical liability be a, be a federal issue? And yeah, I'd like to see a, a, a federal limit on, on uh, non-economic damages like we've done in Texas. Those opposed to opening doctor discipline records to patients say those records may lack context, unfairly damaging a physician's reputation if made public, pointing out doctors can settle lawsuits for business reasons rather than guilt, something lobbyist groups like the American Medical Association blame for malpractice insurance rate hikes. The AMA drafts model bills where lawmakers can fill in the blanks with their state's name, suggesting reforms like setting statute of limitations, capping non-economic damages at $250,000, like in Texas, and requiring an affidavit from a board-certified doctor swearing reasonably prudent care wasn't followed even when a patient dies. The AMA suggests calling this bill the Frivolous Lawsuit Reduction Act. Most doctors do not accept that even in a situation of clear malpractice that they've done anything wrong. Um, they really believe that just about every lawsuit is frivolous. Joanne Dorisho is executive director of the Center for Justice and Democracy at New York Law School. She's testified before Congress on this issue. The discussion then becomes, okay, what's causing rate hikes? And 
Our position is it's medical errors. Dora Show says increasing transparency nationwide would help weed out bad doctors. In 2020, then-Congresswoman Tulsi Gabbard introduced a bill that would have ensured patient access to data and reports for injury due to medical error, negligence, or malpractice. It went nowhere. They're not getting any pressure really from any large lobby groups to deal with it. And so I think it's it's going to be a long time before Congress even considering doing something again on this. That was investigator Matt Grant reporting. While Congress may not act soon on this issue, in Texas, after our reporting, state lawmakers have pledged to make the system here more transparent. In response to our investigation, State Representative Julie Johnson is working on a bill to include new measures to increase transparency with malpractice suits. If there's a final adjudication that there was negligence at play and severe negligence where people were killed or significantly injured, that needs to be disclosed to the public so people can have that information when making their decisions about their physicians. Representative Johnson wants malpractice lawsuits involving patient deaths to trigger an automatic review by the medical board. We will keep following that proposed bill in the upcoming legislative session and keep you updated. We reached out to the Texas Medical Association, which represents tens of thousands of physicians across the state, but did not hear back on this issue. See our state-by-state breakdown on reporting malpractice lawsuits in this story in the Texas politics section of our website. Just scan the QR code on your screen now to go straight there. Thank you again for joining us for State of Texas. I'm Josh Hinkle. We'll be back next week to bring you an in-depth look at Texas politics.